Alrighty, good morning. It is the Hockey News. We are on our way up to Detroit for the Lions and Bengals game. It was a quick turnaround for me, going from the Jets game last night to now driving up to Detroit for NFL Sunday. But I mean, still had to get on the airwaves. Still had to get my thoughts on the game last night. Obviously, tremendous win. Tremendous one. I feel uh, great. That was awesome. There was what what isn't there to love about that game as a Blue Jackets fan? I know it was obviously frustrating. Jackets going two and a half periods without scoring, but credit Phil Grubauer, man. I mean, he really displays nuts off. I thought for a second there, I was like, man, I'm really going to have to eat my words here. I've been talking a lot of crap about Grubauer since the Seattle Kraken signed him out of free agency. And, you know, that I think he'll be all right. I think he'll, I think he'll work out just fine. I think Seattle has a really good team. I, I, I'll take all my takes back on, on Seattle not being a good team. They, they are tough. They are tough, and, you know, they could easily just be playing the beginning part of the year hard because there's just that momentum coming out of the off season and going on the road and trying to prove yourself. But I, I do think that this could be a situation like the Vegas Golden Knights where they, where they make the playoffs, at least. I don't know, again, to expect them or to say that they're going to do the same thing that Vegas did in their first year, that's crazy. But, no, as far as Seattle goes, they are a good team. And that's why it feels even better that the Jackets were able to pull out that victory last night. For the longest time, it just kind of felt like you knew a goal was coming. You you really did. You really did know a goal was coming. This wasn't like prior what nothing Blue Jacket games where there just was kind of no hope and you were just kind of hoping one just squeaked by or fell in. The Jackets were absolutely... Uh, pounding the Seattle Kraken on offense coming into the third period. I don't know what Brad Larson had said in the locker room in between the second and third period, but the Jackets the Jackets came out and just they were they were all over Grubauer's face like it was you know and I wish I I wish you know Mackenzie was at the game and she had a good analysis of the game. You know, she was saying it felt like, you know, Jackets weren't scoring goals because they were just shooting whatever they can at the net. They weren't, you know, kind of kind of taking their time, working to get bodies in front of the net. And I, I, I felt like, yeah, that was true. felt like the Jackets had just had a lot of guys just throwing pucks at the net. But I, I kind of love that, man. Like, when you're a team who historically is not known for having, you know, earth-shattering offenses, to now have a team that just can fire pucks at the net and can score eight goals a night is is awesome. And I felt like that. I felt like the Jackets could have could have easily had five or six goals last night. That they they were all over. They were all over Grubauer. And I actually live bet the Jackets when it was one nothing in the third period, thirteen minutes left. I think it was before they'd gotten before Robinson had gotten his goal. I like to bet the Jackets like plus like three, three twenty 
325 or something like that. So I just I knew they would get one. I knew they would get one. I didn't think they'd get it the way they did. A nice little breakout. Robinson was uh, chasing a buck, a puck that got behind Seattle's defense, and he just had a great, great-ass shot, man. That was just incredible. And Eric Robinson, he's awesome, awesome for him, awesome for him. He did get, it, he did get in on the action in the first game, so for him to have that goal last night was great. And then he got into, he, you know, he knew Seattle would come would come back by, and they did. They, they, once they kind of got comfortable in a 1-1 game, the Jackets, after they tied it up 1-1, they had a few more chances and a few more moments where Seattle was just kind of barely hanging on. But, you know, they restructured their grip of the game, got comfortable in a 1-1 game. Because you think about that mentally as a player. You're up one nothing the whole game. You think you've done enough to win a game on the road in a tough environment. I mean, Nationwide Arena was absolutely buzzing last night. There's no doubt about that. It was the, of the two games this year, that, that crowd last night, significantly louder. Significantly louder. I would even go as far as say, I don't know why, but it was just twice as loud as the first night. Maybe just because it was a closer game and the crowd was a little bit more on top of it. Maybe you had more of a engaged hockey crowd because it wasn't just opening night. It wasn't a spectacle. Um, but yeah, no, it was a lot more, a lot more engaged fans. Less, I don't know what it was about the crowd; it was a little bit louder. And for Seattle to finally get comfortable in a one-one game after a few minutes had gone by, they they came back pretty hard. They came back pretty hard, and they were scary on offense. They were scary. You know, they still have Mark Giordano, who I think he was just, you know, he's just three years removed from being the highest scoring defenseman in the NHL and he, he is a high scoring defenseman he can still do that so he was pretty threatening every time the puck was on his stick but for the most part you could tell Seattle still wasn't getting the same pressure on the Jackets the Jackets were getting on Seattle at the other end I just felt I felt confident that the Jackets would win that game the whole way through and then I was extremely excited to see what the you know Elvis got a kick going to the overtime without giving Elvis a shout out Guys, just he's just incredible. He's just an incredible goalie. He, he keeps us in games. We just have no business being in games. He he makes the saves that you don't expect even him to make. You know what I mean? And he he's incredible. He's incredible. I think he's the best goalie the Blue Jackets have ever had. He's he's doing things that Sergey Bobrovsky didn't do for us in the regular season. Incredible. I don't know what else to say. I, maybe that was a premature take, but I think he's he's totally gonna fit this jacket thing. I think his talent is so elite, and he's just he's just playing. You know, maybe it's maybe it's the reason why he's playing. Maybe it's his why this year. I don't know what it is, but he's just playing at a new level, and that's good for us because jackets are trying to be more offensive minded trying to be a team that can, you know, just play loosely on the offensive end, can kind of cheat a little bit that way, can have our forwards cheat a little bit that way, can get our defensemen up to the play. And you need a good goalie on the back end. You need your good goalie as your defense. And 
And as long as you have a good goal on your defense, pretty confident they're going to get the job done. Um, so that's what the Jackets have. I'm looking at this year, and I'm like, yeah, still all, all systems go on this team, you know, fight for a playoff five. I believe that. I think there's a ta- I think there's enough talent on this roster. I think it's clear. Like, I I don't see a lot of there are a couple reasons why I I know once we get the metropolitan play it's going to just be crippling. I, I do see that. But you keep stacking these points against these Western Conference teams, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You have Detroit on Tuesday. They're going to be a little tougher. But I think if there's one thing that you proved to the world, to um, the NHL son, to other NHL fans out there, it's that team's not going to go down without a fight. And if you get into those overtime games, you get into those close games, you got the talent to win them. How'd you blind it? I mean, what a great first goal for him to have this year, especially after, yes, the, the wide-open breakaway that he had on Grubauer. I think a lot of people expected that one to go in. Listen, breakaways, those are 50-50 balls sometimes. You know, you, you make one, you get, you get one move that you can really make, and you just got to either hope that you catch the goalie off guard, you got to get the goalie to bite early. He didn't. Grubauer stayed home. Um, Patrick Lane went with the backhand. Didn't go. That's all right. Right, because Patrick Lyon got his chance later in the game, and he buried it on him. But this amazing uh, snap snapshot that he had. It's fine. Won the game two to one. Great, great win. There's, there's absolutely nothing about that game that I'm like. Even the Jackets have lost that game. I still have gotten on this pod and, and still said, you know, a lot of encouraging signs. I think, like I said, you, you're not, you're not gonna score. You're not going to score six, seven goals. That You don't have to score six, seven goals to be able to sit back and, and say our offense played pretty good. Jackets put the heat on Philip Grubauer. So credit credit the coach for that. So back. So back. There was no part of me wanted to lose that game to Seattle Kraken. I mean, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Obviously, they're the darling of the league right now, and everybody's you know excited when they when they come in. There were Seattle Kraken fan walking around Columbus last night, and it was kind of funny because I actually went to Hofbrau House around around four o'clock last night in between shifts of the fan, and there was like six or seven Seattle Kraken fans that walked in, and the guy was like. The waiter is like, I really like your jersey, man. And you know, seeing the jersey up close, you know, actually seeing an authentic owned, owned uh, jersey, like one that's like you know, two hundred bucks plus or whatever. They do, they do look nice. They do look nice. I will credit that the the S, the light blue S, did stick out um, in a good way. It's big and bright on their jersey. It's just cool looking ass. I, I will give, I will give credit where credit's due. Brandy, totally well done for the crack. It, it all it all does look good. I, I, it would be easy for a lot of people to be like, I'm just going to pick up this team as a fan. I'm just going to start rooting for this team. I still don't like that, to be quite honest. I, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like you can have one foot in the Blue Jackets, one foot in the Seattle Kraken. Maybe you can. I mean, who am I to say what you can and can't do? That's, that stuff kind of bothers me, you know? And, and so I'm glad all the people that chose to root for the Seattle Kraken, um, but you being their Columbus Blue Jackets fan, I'm glad they all had a bad night last night. I'm, I'm glad that they had a bad night last night. I am, because nationwide arena. Like we've, we've been around longer. We were an expansion franchise 21 years ago. We've been in this league. I mean, you got to earn it, man. You don't just get to come in here and win games for free. I, I like I liked that about that game last night. I think I honestly think Nationwide Arena was probably the loudest building that they had played in to date. Hell, it was their first loss. That was the Seattle Kraken's first loss because the loss that they took to Vegas doesn't count in my books because Chandler Stevenson kicked it in. So we handed Seattle Crack in their first loss. Because Chandler Stevenson kicked it in against against them. What 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 win would you rather have as a fan? Patrick Line snipe? Where your goalie played balls out? Their goalie also played balls out, but you still got the win with Patrick Line sniping in O T or would you rather have Chandler Stevenson? stupid little kicking goal that was clearly a kick, but for some reason the NHL is not calling kickings this year. I'll leave that up to you. I'll leave that up to you. You can just, you can just do that in your interview. But overall, it's just a great night. Uh, I mean, the arena district was in last night. Just with the crew being down there, a concert being down there. Um, and then the, even Ohio State Hockey had a game early on in the day that they won. Just a great Great day in Columbus. Just an amazing day. An amazing fall Saturday. Without even the Buckeyes. <laughs> like, that's that's the most beautiful thing about yesterday. The most ironic thing about it, really, is you didn't even have the Buckeyes playing yesterday. And, and the energy in the arena district is just, just special. It was just special. The crew got a fantastic win last night. And People were out on the streets after both games, wearing crew gear, wearing Blue Jackets gear, and God, the energy was just so good. It was the first, like, cool night of the fall, so people, you know, were out on, on patios with drinking, and we went to uh, one of the bars. I don't know what the bar's name is, the one that's right outside of the uh, Mattel Plaza, kind of right outside the arena. Like um, like uh, if if Buka de Beppo, it's on top of Buka de Beppo. You know, Buka de Beppo goes underground. It's that whatever that restaurant was, it's on top of it. That used to be a Dick's Last Resort. That restaurant. So I had had a few beers there. Uh, met a couple new people. This is good, man. This is good. Vibes are amazing. Vibes are amazing. It's definitely one of the better Saturday nights I've experienced at the Schwab, for sure. For sure, for sure. And, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to Tuesday. Jackets. Got a tough Detroit team. They're not going to be easy. Detroit is going to be tough. I think, you know, Jackets right on track to go 2-2-1 two, two, and one for the month of October. And, you know, it's all it's all open in front of them. It's all open in front of them. They, 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 they could get this one in Detroit and be 3-0. That would be incredible. An incredible way to start the year. Building, keep stacking points in October. Do it, do what you can. Just, just do 
can right now because I think you have a, a really, really good chance to prove a lot of people wrong. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing it. Alright, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just wanted to give you guys a little post game. Happy Sunday morning. If you're going to church today. Have fun. I don't know. I don't know what else to say on that. If you're going to any NFL games today, also have fun. Also have fun. If you're a Bengals fan going up to Detroit today, I hope you don't have fun. I'm going to be betting a lot of money on the line. I feel like the Lions are kind of new here. I feel like the Lions are the, are the better 0-5 team of the two 0-5 teams. I think they are rallying behind Dan Campbell easily, and they've been winning. They've been winning at least two games late. You, you've lost two games as a Lions to our breaking field goals in the last minute, and. If those don't go in, you're the Lions are two and three. You know, I try to keep that mentality. I think, I think the Lions are a good example of a of a, what the Jackets could be a good team that just has some tough breaks. You know, the Jackets are a good team that's had some good breaks now. So just like that, it's two and zero versus zero and five. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, I bought season tickets in a time when the Lions weren't supposed to be good, and now I'm going to games at a time when the Lions aren't supposed to be good. And guess what? Lions aren't that good. <laughs> so, I'm paying the price, but you know, they're plus money right now, and that's a lot of fun. 